This is the Digital Nomad Quest podcast with Sharon Sung, teaching people how to build passive income, become financially free, and design their best lives. Hey guys, it's Sharon from Digital Nomad Quest, and today we're gonna go over the 50-30-20 rule, which is super important to understand if you are having trouble with your finances and wanna grow your wealth. Now, if you guys are new to this channel, welcome. I'm all about teaching y'all how to build passive income, become financially free, and design your best lives. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure to subscribe and hit the bell button to be notified of my latest videos. Now, like I mentioned, the 50-30-20 rule is super important to understand if you are having trouble saving money, having trouble investing money, because we all know that those different things are important to growing your wealth. Now, what the 50-30-20 rule essentially means is that 50% of your post-tax income goes to your needs, 30% goes to your wants, and 20% goes to your savings. It might feel like an easy concept to grasp, but it can be difficult understanding what's the difference between a need and what's the difference between a want. And as of March of 2020, Americans are having significantly high debt levels, totaling to around $14.3 trillion, which is crazy. We need to start tackling our personal finances using this rule to start helping us with paying off our debt and starting to save money. Now with calculating our post-tax income, like I mentioned, you would basically just look at your pay stub and see how much money is coming into your bank account. Usually your employer is going to withhold some of that money for taxes. So for example, if you're making $60,000 a year, you wouldn't just basically divide that by 12 and say it's $5,000. You have to see how much is actually coming into your bank account after your employer withholds some of that money for taxes. So for example, with that 5,000 monthly, it might actually be closer to 3,000 or something like that. Now, as I mentioned, 50% goes to your needs. So what are your needs? Needs are basically things that you can't live without. For example, your food, your housing, your utilities, your healthcare. It could also be your transportation. And I would also say minimum payments to debts. Now you might be thinking, oh, that's not really a need, but it kind of is because if you are not paying off those minimum payments, then you will be hurting your credit score and your interest might go higher and it would be a really difficult situation to get out of. So you wanna make sure that you are making those minimum minimum payments on debt at least. Now, when I say food, I don't mean eating out. I mean buying those groceries and cooking that food. We're talking the minimum amount that you need to live, okay? When I say housing, it doesn't mean, you know, going off and buying an expensive home or living in an expensive place. We're talking minimum, bare minimum, right? If you're making $10 an hour, it could be difficult to meet that 50% of your income to your needs, but you gotta know if it does exceed 50%, it could be a problem. Because it might be difficult, we gotta think about different options. For example, would you be able to live with different roommates in the place if you don't already have that? If you already have roommates, could one roommate live in the living room and put up a divider? Because I've known people who do that and that actually saves some money on your rent. You could even house hack. It might be difficult if you can't afford a down payment, but basically house hacking means you buy a property with multiple units and then you live in one of the units and rent out the others. But there's something called the FHA loan that if you live in the property for over a year, you would be able to make a smaller down payment of 3.5% if you're able to meet the criteria for the loan. So if you're able to find a good house hack and live in one of the units, you're only paying 3.5% for the down payment and some of the closing costs, you would be able to rent out those different rooms. And ideally, those rents would be able to make up for your mortgage and your expenses, and maybe even allow you to cash flow and make some income while you're living in this multifamily property. Now, again, you might not be able to afford that down payment, but another interesting way you could house hack is potentially rent hack. And with rent hacking, you would basically rent out an entire property and then 
then sublease it by room so that that might actually make up for your rent. But you would need to make sure that in your contract you'd be allowed to sublease as well as you would need to make sure that you'd easily be able to rent out those rooms and that rent income would be able to make up for your rents as well. So I don't want to get too crazy into it but basically there might be different ways where you can reduce your housing costs. You might even want to live at home for a while if that would help you because if you are spending over 50% of your income into your needs it's a bad sign especially if it's all into your housing costs. So ultimately if you are exceeding that 50% figure out ways to reduce those costs and then 30% of your income is going to go to wants. And what I mean by that could be your clothing, going out to eat at nice restaurants, your phone and your phone bill, entertainment and vacations. Now I mentioned before that the needs are like the bare minimum, right? So for example, if you're sleeping on this bed and it's not quite as comfortable as you want it, upgrading that mattress or that bed would basically be a want. It's not actually a need. Upgrading my studio, upgrading my business, right? That is still a want, even though it sometimes could feel like a need. Or getting blackout curtains or getting soundproofing on your walls. Like those are all wants, okay? Anything that is not your basic necessities are gonna go into this category of wants. You wanna make sure that you are not spending over 30% of your income into your wants. Lastly, 20% of your income should go to your savings and your investments. Now, when I say that, it could be your emergency fund, it could be to invest, and it could be to your retirement accounts. So for example, your Roth IRA or your 401k. Also in this category, if you're able to pay down your high interest debt even more, I would definitely go ahead and do that. So now you understand kind of what the 50, 30, 20, rule is it's a basic guideline for you to understand where your income should go to these different categories now in order for you to do that you should start tracking your monthly expenditure now how are you going to do that you could actually use an app called personal capital which i actually use to calculate my net worth as well as to track your monthly cash flow and your expenses it actually connects with your bank account so that you can see where you're spending your money and it'll actually categorize your different purchases you can edit those if you want to but it's really nice for you to see you can check out personal capital in the link in my description i highly recommend it if you want to start tracking your net worth and tracking your income and your expenses because it's going to be a great way to start that financial awareness and being aware of your finances is key to start growing your wealth now if you don't want to do that you can totally track your income and expenses on a spreadsheet for example so for every expense you should start tracking your different ones on a spreadsheet i actually did this when i was digital nomading and traveling for about two years i basically tracked every single expense i had and categorized it by like transportation accommodations and entertainment and things like that and this will help you see where your money is going and basically help you categorize if you're meeting the 50 30 20 rule so it's a great beginner's guide to start becoming more financially aware and start making sure that you are meeting that criteria for the rule however I do want to talk about the flaws okay this rule was created by Senator Elizabeth Warren and she popularized it in a book called all your worth that was published in 2005 the pro is the 50 30 20 rule does make it easy but the problem is it is stagnant no matter what financial situation you are in for example if you have really high interest debt in my opinion it's very important for you to pay that off as soon as possible right so you might want to focus super hard on getting rid of that debt because if you don't do that you might be stuck in debt for a long long time so that's why I feel like for budgeting you kind of need to make it fit your financial situation and that is a problem with the 50 30 20 rule that is just straight up like this and it doesn't go with your situation it also doesn't focus on your goals or progress. It just says, okay, this is how much you should budget, but it doesn't really go into how you can grow your wealth, right? We all wanna start growing our wealth. That's kind of why you guys are probably on my channel. We're all trying to build passive income, invest more money. So again, this rule needs to be more flexible, right? It has to focus on goals. It has to fit your financial situation. So ideally, if you get more and more income as the years go by, maybe you get a higher paying job, 
or you start building side hustles, you want goals around investing, for example, you wanna put more of your percentage of savings into your investments. It's a good idea if you do wanna grow your wealth that you put some more milestones and goals for yourself. I would also say that the percentage that goes to wants is actually pretty high. It might make sense to put savings 30% and wants to 20%, especially if you are trying to improve your finances, it's always a good idea to save more and invest more, but it is up to you. And when I mentioned with goals, I would actually put it as a goal to reduce the 50% number for needs through things like lowering your housing costs, like I mentioned earlier, where you can actually reduce your housing costs by a lot by doing some house hacking or some other method like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps our podcast grow. And thanks again. I'll see you guys in the next one.